AM 3CR Community Radio. I'm Donna and on today's show we have an interview um, with an artist named Simon and also with me in the studio is Matt, regular presenter. Before we start I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land 3CR is broadcasting from and pay our respects to the elders past, present and emerging and acknowledge that this land was never ceded. We'll be back very soon with today's show. Stay tuned. I'm Philippe Cousteau from Earth Echo International, and you're listening to Out of the Blue, 855 AM, 3CR's Marine and Ocean News Program. Help 3CR support the rights of Indigenous Australians. They mean to save our culture and save our dreams, our footprints, dreams, our songline, and keep our culture going strong. Of course, a lot of the Aboriginals, having been stolen, were put into state care, and also others the recognition were... of what our people have been through in the last 200 years, the recognition of our culture in the last 40,000 years, and the recognition of where we are heading into the future. Welcome to uh, Survival Day, Invasion Day. 223 years ago, the white man landed on our shores. Subscribe to 3CR and help keep Indigenous voices on air. Call us on 94198377 or visit 3cr.org.au. Subscribe now. Welcome back. You are tuned to 855 AM 3CR Community Radio. I'm Donna and on today's show... Oh, I should welcome everyone first. Hi, Matt. How are you? Hey, Donna. <laughs> welcome back to today's show. Um, and in the studio today, we have Simon, Simon Finn, um, artist and ocean enthusiast. And we're going to have a chat to him today about his latest exhibition. Welcome to the show. Hey, Donna. How are you? Thanks for having me on. Yeah. Hey, Matt. How are you going? <laughs> no worries. So I'm going to give you a bit of a bio so our listeners can learn a bit about you. Mm-hmm. Um, so Simon is an ocean enthusiast, um, dabbles in free diving, if I may say, (laughs) Um, lives by the ocean and a practicing artist who generates artworks that are an exploration of temporal representations and the variable syntheses between artist, environment and technology. His practice is supported by accumulated experience as a 3D visualization artist, digital imagist, 
video editor, compositor and animator for a range of international and local clientele since 1999. Amazing so far. Gets better. Currently, he's lecturing at the Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology in specialised communication in the School of Architecture. So for 3D design and rapid prototyping. Um, these things are very foreign to me and I'm really keen to hear some more about them throughout our interview together this morning. Um, and he's also been a, a, a lecturer at... Um, Lecturer as part of a Bachelor of Interactive Entertainment with majors in animation and games design. Simon lives and works in Melbourne and his current exhibition, Breath Hold Dwelling, is at the Linden New Art Gallery in St Kilda and it explores the fragile relationship between human life and the ocean and our potential for adaptation. So welcome to the show. A very you. impressive bio. Oh, it, it, it seems impressive, but <laughs> it's just been day-to-day -day sort of um, accumulation of, of things that I've sort of, um, you know, through financial necessity, got to get a job doing this or whatever and just sort of taking advantage of different situations. Yeah. Yeah, so. That all sounds really interesting. Um, I like to ask my interviewees um, who come on the show this question first up. Um what do you attribute your fascination with the ocean to? <laughs> Great question. Jeez, I've never been asked that. Well, you know what? And, uh, Sorry yeah, to put you on no, the No, no, that's there. great because it's actually kind of goes straight to the heart of what I've kind of might, might solve a couple of questions I've been asked myself lately. And I was thinking maybe intuitively it was just sort of like, you know, just feel good. Makes me feel good when you go there. <clears throat> you know, it's sort of, I always tell my kids, you know, there's nothing better than salt water to, you know, remedy whatever it is in life that you may be, you know, facing. But but I think it's more than that. I think, I think you know, past the intuition, maybe there's a biological transformation that happens to us as we're underwater. Hmm. And so more and more that I look, it's sort of like, yeah, I think it's true. Like your, your, your metabolism changes, your heart rate changes, your the way, you know, blood flows through your body when you go in the ocean. So I think I attribute it just to, because it feels good. Yeah. Yeah. And um, sort of grew up by the water and now live, live by the water down in Brimley. I think in the bio it said I live in Melbourne, but yeah. I live in Brimley, which is a small little little hamlet in Buckley's Bay. Um, and so, yeah, we're in the water whenever we can, whenever the conditions are right. So, right. Well, I guess yeah. we came out of the water at some stage in our evolutionary past. Mm. So it's kind of no wonder that so many people feel a connection like what you've just described. Yeah. 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 yeah I still think the from what I can tell through the stuff I've read is that they're still finding those links and you know, at, at what point did we emerge from the water and things like that. But I mm. think even in the womb, like the womb's made up of yeah. quite a lot of salt water. Mm. And I think, you know, that's, you know, as they say, you know, when, when we're first born, we can be thrown in water and we can swim and we can survive and adapt and, and live under underwater for a period of, you know, I think it's like a minute and a half or something yeah. like that. But once you get to 14 months of age, you can't do that anymore. You kind of mm. you know, learn to live on land. So I think being in the ocean, you, you, you get that connection to the womb and it's a, it's a nice snug place Nurturing. to be. And yeah. yeah, you've got food source on tap. You've got, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's a, so I think maybe it's got something to do with biology, something to do with just the, the, um, that connection. Yeah. Great. Thank mm. you. No worries. Um, so your latest exhibition, um, uh, da, 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 breath hold dwelling can you tell us what inspired inspired that and what that's all about for you 
Yeah, I, I think I'm still working that one out. Yeah. Um, I, I find like with all the artwork that I make, I'll, I'll make the work and then have a look at what it does for me as well. Mm. I, th- I think good artwork should do that. It shouldn't yeah. be something that's planned and like exactly what I'm going to do and then illustrate mm. it. That's more sort of illustration. Whereas, so this one, I think previous work that I've done, I've sort of made these little scenarios, these little watchtowers or bridges or whatever they might be. And I kind of put them through a computer simulator and kind of knock them down or do little, you know, kind of play around with them and then see, see what happens. So one that I, I did a couple of years ago was um, this watchtower and it was symbolic of, you know, kind of looking into the future and seeing the forecast of what environmental events may be coming on the horizon. So I wanted to make this watchtower in an area where a tsunami had hit. Mm. So I got a scholarship and um, through Melbourne Uni and went over to Indonesia near Chimaja and was working with the Bandung Institute of Technology and I built a watchtower there from the remnants of some of the buildings that had been knocked down. Yeah, so that was the first one. And I thought, okay, well, this next exhibition, I want to try and um, use this kind of architectural devices to come up with an idea, meaning on the computer, Mm. and then see if I can start to push it in the direction that it could get made. So I thought, where's somewhere that I'd like to go? And at the moment, I'm enjoying being under the water. Um, And so I thought I'll try and make a, I don't don't want to use the wrong words here, but some people are describing it as like a a temple Mm -hmm. or a a place to go and and be and enjoy the surroundings Mm. that doesn't affect the environment in a negative way. In fact, it's going to be designed to draw ocean life to it. Mm -hmm. And it's a place you can swim down to and look up and just absorb the environment. So the exhibition, yeah. <laughs> sorry, it's a long, long no, answer no, to, to your to your question. So the exhibition is me planning it out, mm-hmm. sort of putting all of these um, possible shapes of what the building structure might look like. And so it's a series of little marquettes, a series of drawings, um, and kind of studies of what it might look like. And then there's another room in the exhibition where you enter a dark room and you're asked to hold your breath as you enter that room and you have to experience the whole exhibit on one breath of air. Wow. So there's you know there's a big bowl of shark eggs there's all these other sort of little things that I've put in there that are that have um, kind of rich symbolism for me. Yeah. And, so, and is that yeah. to take people into the world that you experience when you're swimming, diving in the ocean? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, I don't want to try and replicate what it's like underwater, yeah. but but I do want to use it as a way of kind of, it's almost like a sketch. The exhibition's like, mm. okay, if I put this here and that there, what would that kind of look like? And it's helped me think about what it's going to be like to actually build this thing underwater, where yeah. things would have to be positioned, how long would it take to get from point here to here. And and wow. so, yeah, so it's sort of a, I want to see this thing get made. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. Um, do you have an idea of whereabouts you would make it? Yeah, I've got a couple of um, possible locations. Um, the first one is where I live, <laughs> mm-hmm. in Buckley's Bay. I don't know if if, um, if you know Buckley's Bay. I'm it's not a, familiar with it, actually, but I will be Googling it after the show. Mm. <laughs> so it's where um, William Buckley was hiding out for a while, and it's 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 got a lot of – it's a quiet little beach in, in, in that kind of coastal village, and – I think it's a it's a good location because they've just built that you know that talky artificial reef that they've yeah. built out there. Yeah. So it, it's 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 got a nice topography underwater, and there's a lot of sand there, 
um, and so it will be stable for uh, something to be built there. Um, and it would have to be built and designed, which I think, unlike the Torquay Artificial Reef, that I don't think it was designed specifically for the movement of the fish and things like that. So this would be built out of these kind of modular shapes to actually help to house a lot of the sea life. So I find it, I mean, I, I could be wrong, I'm not, a, I'm by far not away from marine biology, but I'm assuming that a lot of underwater species um, gravitate to habitat rather than build their own habitat, like like a bee would build a hive or a mm. bird a nest or us a house, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, and so I think right. building a structure that allows for, it's, it's like a cohabitation between an artistic experience going down to it for, for the human, but also when we're not there it's actually helping to to proliferate lots of wonderful yeah. species in the area and mm. um but there's i started of, there's lots of research that shows artificial reefs are uh, really good for the local ecosystem and mm. can build up fish stocks and as you said making them modular and all different shapes and different cracks and crevices that's mm. that's what you know tracks the sea life yeah so the the next part of investigation i have to do with it is is um the materiality of it so ideally, I'd like to, if I can gain some sort of support, is collect wasted plastics that's going into the ocean and then kind of get a system where I can melt, weld, you know, kind of weld all that plastic together through a melting process or I don't mm. know, and then somehow house that. And, and, and so it's symbolic underwater as well is that it's, it's yeah... I, I think that that could be a kind of little poetic way of, of building it as well. Is not not introducing a new material, but try and find areas of the ocean that are just you know getting all this horrible plastic and and using that. Yeah, and it, that's you know ocean plastic, something we talk about a mm. lot on this show. Yeah, um, and finding solutions for it beyond cleaning it up is, mm. I guess, something critical and another piece to that that puzzle as well. Mm. The impact we have on our oceans yeah. is phenomenal and yeah if we can do things that both collect that and create something new that then becomes habitat and art and you know a place for recreation underwater yeah. for people that's non-invasive and mm. non-threatening yeah that sounds amazing yeah yeah and and at a depth that's achievable mm. for everybody because the i mean you can scuba dive to it you can swim to it whatever you want to do mm. but the the planning behind it is for a single breath. That's why the okay. exhibition is called Single Breath Hold Dwelling, is that it's at a depth that the average punter can just, you know, have have a go and, and um, get down to it. Accessible, yeah. Yeah, accessible. And so it's going to be ex exactly <clears throat> one atmosphere below, okay. the, below the ocean, which is about 10 metres. 10 metres. Yeah, okay. And wow. Yeah, so. I wonder how I'd go doing a 10 metre straight down dive. What kind of, like... The average punter, me-ish. Yep. Um, how much training do you think? It can would? you swim? I can swim. I'm an you open water swim. swimmer. Yep. Then <laughs> the the most difficult thing is buoyancy. Okay. I think at the start, it's sort of like when you mm -hmm. fill your lungs. Yeah. To force yourself to get down. So there's, you know, weight belts and getting used to, yeah. to weight belts and things like that. But I mean, I'm hoping that like entry level, that you'd be able to snorkel across the top mm -hmm. and sort of see... You know, and, and enough ocean life there. I mean, that's the experience already. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and but it could open up to um, challenging yourself, like, oh wow, what was mm. that bit? So go yeah. back up. How do I? And and so it's more about engaging 
the average punter to go, I want to learn how to hold my breath further. Yeah. Um, I want to learn those techniques that um, that are so beneficial, not just for the experience of the site, but also for your health. Mm. You and, know, I was um, talking to a friend yesterday and she is a free diver and she was saying that she when she started her training mm. lessons in it, um, by the end of the first day she could hold her breath for three minutes. And I was just astounded. I think that's pretty impressive. I was astounded. Like one day of training. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, one full day. And at the start, it was just, you know, a normal person holding their breath for like up to 30 seconds or something. Um, yeah, three minutes. So it, it's learnable and learnable fairly quickly, I guess. Yeah. In that regard. To a certain level. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's learnable. Then, and then it's just practice, 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 practice living yeah. everything from diet to... Wow. meditation to all that sort of stuff to allow to get into the competitive side of, of free diving i mm. think that takes that takes quite a yeah quite a concentrated concerted yeah. effort to to make that a, a direction in life but it is technique a mm. lot of it is technique and a, and a lot of mental mental yeah a, a lot, lot of mental um and and the first time i understood that mental um ability that's required over pure physical and just mm. like full gusto like I'm holding yeah, my breath, yeah. <laughs> was was um ant judge a guy in sydney he was a the one of the um one of the aussie champions up there he was i was fortunate enough to do a course with him and he was saying okay i'll prove it there's a 25 meter pool we started in the pool he said hold your breath just for 20 seconds and then swim to the other end no problem Held my breath underwater, swam to the other end. Must be I got to the you know the first time we did it, it was sort of come up going, <gasps> yeah. Oh. And but it, but it still it didn't feel like it was agonising. Mm. And then he said, okay, now take a break for a minute. And he said, now swim to the other end and then don't come up and just put your hands on the top of the pool and hold your breath for twenty seconds. Ooh. So the distance is the same, the breath holds the same. It's just the order with which it's done in, is that the energy that's expelled at the beginning and the body's just burning up all that mm. oxygen in that first swim, then it just becomes a psychological, how do you deal with the lack of, or, the, or I guess the excess carbon dioxide that's in the body now? I think I'm going to have to try this at the pool tomorrow morning. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. What are you going to get? I don't know. It's only 30 metre pool, so. I reckon you can I'm do it. Sure. On one breath. Yeah, I could swim a lap on one breath. Maybe not after 2Ks, but on the first 50 maybe. First I, 30. Yeah, just be calm. Be Don't calm. try and power it. All right. I, 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 a lot of people that sort of go underwater and they're like, I'm going to make it to 25, <laughs> bang, and they're just burning all that oxygen. Yeah. And um, yeah. It's a mental game. It's a mental game. I watched this documentary once and I think it was part of the Ocean Film Festival of like an ice free diver. And they he like cuts a hole in the ice oh, here, and that, then yeah. fifty meters. So it's a horizontal swim, not a straight down swim. And so he, there was a hole on one side, and then like I don't know how many meters, like a hundred meters or something, another hole. And he had to swim under the ice. We didn't have to; he chose to. It was some kind of record breaking swim um, from one hole to the other. And I was just like, how? Like, what if you went the wrong? I'm yeah, sure what if you, you change your yeah, mind halfway? Yeah, yeah, like, what if you just panic? It just sounds terrifying. I know, right? Yeah. I, I think that like, was that Stig Severinsen. It could have been. It was, yeah. He's yeah. got an amazing book. Oh, he, really? That he wrote, yeah, for, oh, for everybody out there. I recommend it. It's called Breathology. Oh, I'm going to write this Breathology. Um, he's a PhD. Um, I think he 
<clears throat> I can't give you a CV, I don't know, but yeah, it's a great <laughs> book and it's um, really w- well worth a read and yeah. he's got some really good techniques. He's one of the Ooh. guys that I guess a lot of freedivers have done it, but he made that connection between meditation, yoga, yeah. and linking mind and body. Yeah, I think this is yeah. the guy because he spoke a lot about that in the documentary yeah. and that he has these really intense breathing um, exercises and mental like centering and grounding and yeah, it was very meditative for him. Yeah, yeah. he was showing um, in the book um, vials of his blood before and after a breath hold. Wow, different color. Wow, the blood's different color. Like it's 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 it, you can you know considerably see how bright wow. and full of oxygen the blood is oh after. I think he said he did it after a six minute breath hold. It's crazy. So, so after the free dive, the blood was richer in oxygen. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, he's. Um, it's amazing the things that those guys are proving. A lot of science to be, wow, we wouldn't expect these things. Like, yeah. um, like they thought the body was gonna explode after fifty meters underwater, and then that that Italian guy, what was his name? Um, the guy that made the big blue after, he just went, boof. <laughs> went and did it, came back up and they're like, ooh, you were supposed to explode. <laughs> yeah, the human body just continues to yeah. surprise and amaze That's and. It. Yeah, we yeah. don't know much at all about how it works underwater, mm. really. Mm. Even scuba diving, it's all based off, you know, people that died. And, oh, yeah, that's the data point. That, yeah, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah, go so beyond that. <laughs> watch this space, I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It's, 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 and it's a, it's a wonderful place down there as well. And, and, and a lot of people I've spoken to about th- that exhibition have sort of said, there's no way mm-hmm. I'm getting in the water or, or even attempting something like that. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to force anyone to, but... You know, just just start at the top and, yeah. and go down two meters, and and or go down a meter and and just just stop for a bit. Duck dive around. And just and look around, look mm. back up at the ocean surfaces. You know, just those those. You know, you being being yeah. divers. You know, you've 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 seen that. It's a, it's magical. It's another world. It's magical. You know, yeah. if and that alone. How how big is this structure? Like in your uh, dream in your dream world, <laughs> like you sound like you can explore heaps, and it would take heaps it, of time. Like yeah. yeah, well, I mean that that's the stage I feel like I'm at at now is like I'm at the freedom to design the different shapes that it could possibly take, and how the the contours of the structure could fit with the the topography under, or the bathymetry. I think it's called underwater. Yeah, um, how it could fit in that and kind of help to so the scale of it. I don't want to impose it too much on the environment. I want to sort of to sit within it, depending on water currents and things like that, where the water flushes through it. And um, because I think, you know, structurally it's going to have to hold up to a lot of pretty full-on conditions. But the deeper it goes, I guess, you know, the the more still the kind of water is, unless yeah. it's right in the mm. in the middle of the, you know, Port Phillip heads there. Yeah, but the, the shipwrecks, you know, like the submarines from World War One and stuff yeah. are still in good tact and yeah. nice and deep. And mm. as you say, they've got good water movement. So. Yeah. So um, I, I think the, the size of it would be um, what, what would give people the best experience. Cool. So if people want to catch your exhibition, um, they can do so at the Linden New Art Gallery, which is at 26 Ackland Street in St Kilda. And it's running from, or it started on the 7th of September and will run to until the 10th of November. Um, and I saw on the website there's a few um, different meet the artist and different activities that people can get involved in as well. Can you give there any are. of those a plug? <laughs> yep. I, 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 I did bring my diary in actually. Oh, great. <laughs> I'm cool. scrambling to find some dates. While uh, you're looking for that, the website is lindenarts.org. So L-I-N-D-E-N-A-R-T-S.org. 
forward slash exhibitions and you'll find um, Simon's details of his exhibition there. So um, there's, yeah. There's two, two dates. Two dates. Uh, Friday the 11th of October at 1pm mm-hmm. and October the 27th between 2 and 3. Great. Yeah. Excellent. So a couple of dates for people to pencil into their diaries. And I put a link to the exhibition on our Facebook page as well this morning. So if you would like to check out Simon's um, exhibition, Breath Hold Dwelling, you can do so for the next few months. Um, You are listening to Out of the Blue on 855 AM 3CR Community Radio. We are going to go to a quick song and then back for a bit of a wrap up. up the medicine i'm on the pavement thinking about the government the man in a trench coat batch out laid off says he's got a bad cough wants to get it paid off look out kid it's something you did god knows when but you're doing it again you better duck down the alleyway looking for a new friend the man in a coonskin cap in a pig pen wants eleven dollar bills you only got ten But walk on your tiptoes, don't tie no bows Better stay away from those that care out of fire holes Keep a clean nose, wash the clean clothes You don't need a weatherman to know which way the wind blows Oh, get sick, get well, hang around the inkwell Hang a bell, hard to tell if anything is gonna sell Try hard, get boxed, get back, ride rail Get jailed, jump bail, join the army if you fail Look out, kid you're gonna get hit by losers, cheaters, six-time users Hanging around the theaters, girl by the whirlpools Looking for a new fool, don't follow leaders Watch your parking meters Oh, get born, keep warm, short pants, romance Learn to dance, get dressed, get blessed Try to be success, please her, please him Buy gifts, don't steal, don't live Twenty years of schooling and it put you on the day shift Look out, kid, they keep it all hit Better jump down a manhole, light yourself a candle Don't wear sandals and try to forge the scandals Don't want to be a bum, you better chew gum The pump don't work cause the vandals took the handle That was Bob Dylan and Subterranean Homesick Blues. You are tuned to 855 AM 3CR Community Radio and you're listening to Out of the Blue with Donna and Matt and our special guest, Simon. Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, all the details of um, Simon's exhibition is are now on our Facebook page um, and... We've got one event to plug, which is showcasing Victoria's Marine Science uh, 2019 exhibition, which is hosted by Australian Marine Sciences Association, Victoria Branch, AMSA, and it's at Story Hall on RMIT, Tuesday the 8th of October, 6pm till 7pm. Um, and that is all we have time for today. Um, I'll put a link to that event as well on our Facebook page. Thank you both for coming in. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. Keep up the good work and uh, yeah, most appreciated. Thanks for having me. No worries. Happy Sunday, everyone. Up next is Sally with Out of the Pan.